Should drug users go to prison or support groups? It is the norm for countries to respond to drug users with harsh prison sentences. However, that norm is currently getting challenged by those who believe users should be treated rather than just prosecuted. Which is the way to go? First, for some historical context, a majority of nations used punitive punishments as a means to deter drug crime. However, this has historically led to marginalization, targeted violence, and many other forms of structural violence. For example, in the United States, African Americans only make up 12% of the population. However, they represent 62% of all prisoners sent to state prisons on drug offenses. This has been perpetuated due to the over-policing of black neighborhoods in relation to drug policies. For example, crack, which is simply a smokable form of cocaine, has a mandatory minimum of five years in state prison when in possession of five grams. However, the white man's drug, or cocaine, would require one to have 500 grams to have an equal punishment. Additional proof of the structural antagonisms that are present in the quote-unquote war on drugs can be seen by SWAT drug raids, as SWAT raids are much more likely to be carried out against minority groups. In fact, one study performed by ACLU found that nearly 50% of all SWAT raids in a given year were conducted against black and Hispanic individuals, while only 20% of raids involved white suspects. Furthermore, a study conducted in Allenwood, Pennsylvania found that Latinx people are 29 times more likely than their white counterparts to be targeted by SWAT raids, while blacks are 23 times more likely to be targeted than whites. These tactics have all contributed to the subsequent marginalization of minorities in America and inflicts unfair drug policing towards marginalized bodies. However, many people have started to push a reform on drug policies, thinking that we should view illegal drug use as a matter of public health rather than criminal justice. Let me stop you right there, Osher, because although you are right that there has been monumental targeted violence in the war on drugs, there has been great strides proving that progress has been made. Although many nations have not made monumental changes to their drug policies, countries like Singapore, Netherlands, Portugal, and Canada have all implemented an elimination of criminal punishments for drug possession or allowed for limited availability of various drugs. However, all nations vary as to the extent to which they allow drug use and which drugs individuals are in possession of. Hold your horses, Abraham. Although a public health approach may allow us to change our ethical standings, many also argue that this approach would be too expensive to bear. In fact, the National Institutes for Health estimated by the end of the decade, the U.S. expenditures for drug and alcohol treatment will exceed $42 billion. Additionally, many argue that drug programs will always fail as an attempt to rehabilitation. Current statistics stand to say that 30% of people are successful in rehabilitation programs. However, by that same standard, that means 70% of people who go into drug rehab come out with the same problems they had going in. In fact, opioid-dependent patients receiving only psychological support were twice as likely to suffer a fatal overdose after being treated than those who received replacement medications. Does that sound like a successful rehabilitation program to you? Calm down, Abogue. Let's not forget, although the punitive punishments that many countries have implemented are there to supposedly deter those who consider using drugs, the National Survey on Drug Use and Health, performed by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, found that for heroin use, the largest percentage of people were in the ages 
18 and 25, which means that many of these people are simply young adults who may be making a mistake. And although still illegal, they are still fundamentally children that may not understand the true impact of their usage. Although there are kids involved, that necessitates the criminal justice. For addiction, many don't realize that the addiction can occur for many as a chronic relapsing disorder, which would serve to highlight the issue of personal responsibility. In fact, many argue that by using the virtue of criminalization, it would allow for an instrument of exercising therapeutic leverage. For example, the threat of, caught in, of getting caught up in the criminal justice system might also serve as an emphasis of the idea of personal responsibility for your actions. Although these are all good points, we must consider that the criminal justice system, although it may act as a deterrent for the part of the population, it has also been unequivocally related to stigmatization, marginalization, and various forms of structural inequities, which are all ethical considerations that we have to take into account.